Live from the great state of Tennessee. I'm your host, Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down conspiracy theories and unsolved mysteries and separate fact from fiction. So we actually got a really interesting story of the week this week. Um, kind of been slacking on my story of the week. Kind of been slacking on everything lately. But this is actually a story of the week that continues on with the kind of narrative that I've been doing with the story of the week and kind of helps slowly continue to put the pieces together. So basically, um, the, the title of this article says, NASA hired 24 theologians to study human reaction to aliens. Um, I'm not going to read the entire article, but basically says, agency enlisted 24 theologians to assess how the world would react to the discovery of alien life on distant planets and how it might change our perception of gods and creation. Um, so basically, these 24 theologians were hired to take part in the program at the Center for Theological Inquiry, CTI, at Princeton University. Basically, the group assessed how humans would react if alien life is found on other planets and basically how this would impact religion and our views on God, gods, multiple gods, creation, all that, all that stuff. Um, Dr. Andrew Davidson, who is a priest and a theologian at the Cambridge, at the University of Cambridge, um, with a doctorate in biochemistry in Oxford, is one of the theologians, and he's the one that was interviewed for this one that kind of told what was going on. Like this happened, I think, in 2016. Um, he's writing a book, um, so it's not like something that happened today, but it is something that happened a few years back. Um, and this doctor, Andrew Davidson, says, believes we are getting closer to finding life on other planets. So basically, long story short, NASA gave this center, the CTI Center at Princeton, a $1.1 million grant in 2014, um, basically... Um, building bridges of understanding theologians, scientists, scholars um, on coming together to come to an opinion on public thinking of basically extraterrestrial concerns. Um, like I said, this is not, I don't, I mean, I don't know if this is still going on, but it started in 2016 um, and basically answering the questions as far as, you know, what is life? What does it mean to be alive? Where do we draw the line between human and aliens? What are, what are the possibilities? How will we react? All that good stuff. And I mean, it's actually a very, very interesting subject. And I've been meaning, I'm trying to find the right time to do it. It's a very interesting subject. And I want to do an actual thing on it. But it is a very, very, very interesting subject. Because I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I am a Christian. I would consider myself religious, not like, or not overly religious as far as like some of the crazy things that you see now, but I do believe that there is a God, long story short. But I also believe that there is aliens. And like I said, it doesn't mean by aliens, it doesn't mean crazy green people. It doesn't mean ET. It just means life on other planets. Like, in my opinion, if God created just billions of galaxies, is it far-fetched to believe that he only didn't create life on one small... Like, think about even just in our solar system. There's so many great, cool planets. 
and we think about all the crazy stuff that is out there as far as other planets, other galaxies that we don't even know exist, like why would I just, it's crazy, it's almost crazier for me to believe that only on planet Earth is humans or life or existence, something like that is almost crazier to, for me to believe than to believe that there actually is something else out there. Um, but how does that affect religious people? If there actually are other lives out there, does that make you stop believing in God? Um, my opinion, like I said, I have to do an actual episode on this. I don't see how, because there is other people on other planets, that means God does not exist. I could see the the thing is like, okay, well, everything I believed in revolved around God creating Earth, and it's all being revolved around Earth. But as one of these theologians said, uh, theologians said um, in this study, is that nowhere in the Bible or any of these other scriptures, depending on what religion you're in, definitively says this is it. Now they don't say that there is something else, but there's nowhere in there that says. There's nothing else. Like we have Christians have our Bible, you know, we have Quran, all the different religions, and those were recreated here on earth as our guidance here on earth. Um, but that does not mean that there's not a Bible or literature or something out there for another planet. Now, I know that may sound super far fetched, and if you're religious, you may strongly, strongly disagree with me. But I don't think it's super crazy to at least consider it. Now, if, there, if I'm completely wrong and this is it, this is all that is on earth, then I'm wrong. And I don't know. I mean, maybe God punishes me for believing that there's something else. But I just don't think it's super far-fetched that I don't think there's an extreme. I don't think that it has to be an extreme. It doesn't have to be, okay, aliens exist. That's just proof that there's no God. Or, okay, this is all here on earth and there actually is a God. Um, I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. I mean, we're, in the grand scheme of things, like, I mean, think 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we thought the earth was flat. Like, we are still, in the grand scheme of things, very young, very naive when it comes to science. Like, we think we're super advanced. We have our phones and our virtual, little virtual reality. But think about where the world's going to be in 100 years, even 1,000 years. They're going to look back at us like how we look at, like, cavemen. Like, in the great scheme of things, we are still very, very, very young scientifically. So what we think is just concrete is going to change as time goes on. I mean, that's science in general. What they thought 500 years ago, we don't, we know now is not true. And another 500 years from now, they will look back at things that we thought and be like, no, that's wrong. That's crazy. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just saying keep an open mind which is what this group was doing. Um, I don't know what actually came out of this. Like, it, um, I'm assuming this person is, it came out this week because the person is writing the book. So I will have to read the book and I guess I'll do an episode on the book when that book comes out. But I am curious to see what the overall consensus is as far as how would religion be viewed if it was confirmed that extraterrestrial life exists. It's a very interesting concept. Even if you're an atheist or different religion, it's still a very interesting concept to look into because would that change your mind about anything? I mean, it's not 
like I don't I'm not telling anybody what to believe or should you believe in God or whatever. I'm just telling you what I believe. And I think it's a very interesting concept to look into. So once this person's book does get written um, or finished, I will read it. And then I will probably do an episode on it because I am interested to see what their conclusion is. Um, it's had to be a mixed reaction. But I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are religious but would be like turned to a different direction if there was um, extraterrestrial life existed. And I'm not saying they're wrong. Um, you're free to do or think whatever you want. But... I do think, just off the top of my head, it's got to be close to 50-50, maybe 60-40 as far as what would happen. Um, But the whole thing about this that is actually even interesting is the fact that I've been, we've been listening to my, if you've been listening to my podcast for the last year and a half, I have been saying this over and over and over again. Now, this happened in 2016, but now it's at least confirmed now here in 2021 that I've been saying that slowly but surely we get bits and bits and bits of information like they are not just whenever this time that if i'm right and this time actually does come it's just not going to be a bam aliens exist extraterrestrial life exists it did exist or whatever they're going to say it's just not going to pop up on your news at six o'clock tomorrow or a year from now um there's going to be studies there's going to be research. They're going to get together with more theologians, more scientists, psychiatrists, and they're going to come together if they're not doing it already. They're going to come together with a plan. Okay, how do we release this to the public so there's not mass panic and people just not running into the streets losing their minds? Like these people, they are government. Our leaders do make a lot of terrible decisions, but they are not idiots. They are literally. You're not going to wake up one day. And just bam, it's just going to be on the morning news. There's going to be small trickles just as this. Um, once they come to a conclusion, okay, how do we release this slowly to where, okay, here's a little hit, here's a little hint, and then you give the big information one day, year down the road. So like I said, that's what I'm here for. Hopefully, because I slack on my podcast episodes, but that is why I'm here, because I know everybody wants to sit around and look up ufo alien news so that's what i'm here for with these stories of the week as we continue to go hopefully we continue to do these episodes over the years that i will be able to keep you updated on these small trickle down effects now like i said there's a good chance i mean i'm not saying it's 100 percent definitive going to happen in our lifetime we may never see it one it may never there may actually not be extraterrestrial life two there might be but we may not know 500 thousand ten thousand years i don't know but while I'm here, I'm going to do my best to keep you informed so that if I am happen to be right, my listeners won't be surprised. Everybody else will be losing their minds like, oh, my God, I never saw this coming. Or you can be like, oh, I listened to Paranoid Patrick Simpson back in 2020, and he told me exactly how this was going to go. So we'll see. Like I said, um, not a prideful person. I am all willing to admit if I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you what I believe. And we will continue to go on and see what happens. So let's go ahead and get into the actual story for today. This is the dimension of imagination. So 
So I'm assuming by now, if you've been to the movie theater or watch TV, you have heard that uh, the annoying, to me it's annoying, that annoying commercial that I just played, um, they play it, like, I swear, like, every commercial break, they play it before the movie theaters now, like, if you, like, are there before the previews, they usually always play that full-length version of the commercial, and everybody's kind of watching, like, what exactly is this? Um, so if you don't know, Facebook... A rich Facebook owns a lot of stuff. Facebook owns Instagram. Pretty sure they own Snapchat. Um, they own a, a maybe Pinterest too. But they Facebook owns a lot of different things now. And basically, like Instagram, you would say Instagram is owned by Facebook. But now Facebook has done a complete rebranding. So now the bundle of everything under the Facebook is now called Meta. So the app Facebook is still called Facebook, but the company name that all the apps are under is now called Meta. And that is the commercials, or the one commercial that you're seeing. Um, if you haven't seen it, like if you just listen to that and you actually really haven't seen it, uh, you can YouTube it. Um, it's basically just a bunch of kids in a um, art museum and then they get sucked into the actual picture and they just start bobbing their heads, whatever. Um, you can listen to it, but and then at the end you see Instagram, Facebook, all the apps, and then it just says Meta. Um, so people are seeing this commercial, they're like, I have no, it's a weird commercial, I have no clue what it means. But long story short, that is exactly what it is. Meta is Facebook, the company Facebook rebranded. Now, what does this commercial have to do with anything? Well, this commercial basically is. Um, if you haven't seen, so if you haven't seen the commercial at the very end, it says like right before it ends, it says this is going to be fun. Um, it's just super creepy. Like, what's going to be fun? What is this? A lot of people don't actually know what exactly is going on in this commercial. So basically, all of this um, that is going on around us is a revolved around something called the metaverse. Um, and basically, for those of you that are like younger or my age, basically we call it cyberspace. Um, that's what we called it when we were younger, um, like the beginning of internet, the young virtual reality. We just call it cyberspace. It's the same thing, but they call it the metaverse. And basically, this is what the future will pertain or what they want the future to pertain. Um, and basically, we're just kind of going to discuss this today. Um, this is originally what I wanted to my podcast to be about. My podcast kind of turned into more true crime storytelling, but we're kind of just going to talk today. Um, just because this is a very interesting subject, and I don't think a lot of people actually know what this means, what is going on, and how everything right now connects. And it's not necessarily a conspiracy. We will get to the conspiracy side of it. Not that I believe the conspiracy side of it, but like I said, I tell you information and you can make your own opinion. But what is going on right now and what is going on is the future. Like You can't just wake up and jump into the future. There's steps to get to the future, and there are things that are going on right now, whether on purpose or by accident, that is help, helping to set up this future. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the metaverse, what they want it to be, and how this all connects. Like I said, it's not really a conspiracy, it's more educational, but there is a conspiracy aspect to it, and you can 
come together and come to your own opinion. So let's go ahead and do this. So virtual reality is not new, obviously. Um, the far, my first time ever seeing virtual, virtual reality has been a thing for a good while. Um, but first time I really remember virtual reality, uh, if you're my age or older, if you remember the movie with Sinbad, um, I think it's called First Kid, um, Sinbad was watching the, um, President's Son, super random, but he was in the mall before he got kidnapped and he was playing a virtual reality game, had on the virtual reality headsets and he was doing a little shooting game. Um, obviously the graphics were really terrible, but virtual reality, just virtual reality by itself is not new. I mean, that wasn't the first time. That was the first time I remember really seeing it because our mall didn't have it, but I'm my first time actually really seeing it. And that was like 1995. So like I said, the whole concept of virtual reality is not something just new or just complex, but where we are at now has definitely taken a huge jump. And I actually want one of these headsets. Everybody has them now. They're like a huge bestseller. Um, they're called the, I think they're called the Oculus. Um, just a regular virtual reality headset. They got like Star Wars games, fighting games. Everybody has, um, everybody has these things. But they are made by the Meta Facebook Corporation type thing. Um, and basically, that these type of not necessarily the oculus but oculus type products is basically what they want to use to push us into this new future so basically i this is i went straight to the meta website is meta.com or i think facebook.com slash meta um, and this is what it says in the who are we type thing it says the metaverse is the next evolution of social connection. Our company's vision is to help bring the metaverse to life. So we are changing our name to reflect this commitment to our future. Um, then there's a bunch of videos of Mark Zuckerberg talking. Um, some of them are like an hour long, um, but it's very interesting. So if you really wanna go down this wormhole, um, you can go to this meta.com website, but basically it just says the metaverse will be social. 3D spaces in the metaverse will let you socialize, learn, collaborate in ways that go beyond what we can imagine. And like I said, there's just different kind of videos you can see, entertainment, gaming, exercise, work, um, and then some other stuff that we will talk about. Uh, but like I said, they talk about building the metaverse. We're already developing exciting new technologies that will help people connect and explore in the metaverse. So like I said, we have virtual reality as far as gaming, where you put on the headset, you see, it feels like you're in this little game, and you shoot, and you fight, and you can run on the video games. That, like I said, is not new, but that is where we are at in virtual reality. The metaverse is basically in an entire world inside of this virtual reality. Um, and if it doesn't make sense to you, like, you can basically... Like, basically, long story short, you can live in the metaverse. You can put on your little headset, and instead of just turning on a clip, basically, you will be in your metaverse house. You will be able to go, like, to metaverse stores, 
And basically in one of these videos, one of the big things that they're pushing is you will be able to go to work in the metaverse. And like I said, I, you said this is all on their page. Um, it's also on YouTube you can find. But that is basically one of their biggest pushes right now is being able to work and hold meetings in the metaverse. So basically you would have, your, you know, you know what an avatar is. You would have your metaverse avatar and you can actually go to work in the metaverse, but not just sit in an empty office. You will be sitting in an office with other people that are at home with their um, virtual reality stuff on. And you will actually be able to have a meeting with other avatars in a room and have an actual meeting with actual real coworkers in the metaverse. Now, we're already kind of like that now with Zoom and um, Microsoft Teams and all that. I mean, it's kind of what you do now. But basically, like, you will actually be in an actual virtual reality office, actual able to, like, look and talk to these people. That is basically one of the biggest pushes um, as far as what you will be able to do in the metaverse. And that's something that they're actually getting close to doing. Um, like I said, as far as the whole metaverse world, we're still a long way away from that. But as far as just doing the office type thing, they are actually making very, very, very good progress with that. But like I said, that's just one part. But like I said, the, the big picture is what they want. Like I said, this is not just, I mean, this is being pushed by Meta slash Facebook, but this is a united front as far as Google, um, all these big companies. Like I said, it's not just Mark Zuckerberg. He's one of the biggest pushers of this. But a lot of people are basically getting into this. Um, they're all working on their different versions of basically virtual reality headsets. Like It's like the, not just one random thing Facebook is doing. Um, everyone is basically going in on this and it's important, like I said, because we're not just talking about meetings. What they want is to actually be able to live in the metaverse. Like you will actually be able to buy stuff in the metaverse. And if you're not hip to like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, that is where that comes in. Um, I've been in Bitcoin for a few years now. Um, Bitcoin was always going to be the future regardless of whatever this is, but it, cryptocurrency, virtual currency is going to be play a huge part um, in all this because, um, like I said, you, they want you to actually be able to fully live in this world. And you can actually go and buy things in the metaverse with, I don't know what they would call it, I don't know if they'll call it Bitcoin or whatever, but you will actually be able to have an actual, I mean, this is verbatim, like, basically you will have a digital economy where users can create, buy, and sell goods. Um, basically, like, you will be able to buy clothes, you'll be able to buy cars, um, you'll be able to go to the shirt, um, you'll be able to buy a shirt, you'll be able to go to the movie theater and then watch a movie theater in the metaverse. Like, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's hard. Maybe it's not hard to comprehend. It's kind of hard for me to comprehend it. But basically, you can put on your virtual reality headset and you do not have to take it off. You can kind of just spend your whole day here. You can get in. And it's like I said, 
it's so young. I mean, so new that it sounds impossible that you'll be able to do this stuff. Like, say, you'll be able to go to the car lot in the metaverse, buy a car, drive that car to work, have all your meetings, leave, go to the mall, go to the movies. You'll be able to do all of this in the metaverse. Now, um, I think he said this is about five to ten years away. So this is not like something that is coming in 2022. Um, this is... 2030 and beyond and honestly to really get to this level i think we're talking more 20 25 years which is the important thing i you're my age and definitely older i do not think that this is going to be something that is honestly going to affect our lives like i think hopefully we will be alive when this happens but most of us will be either older or retired to the point where we're probably not really interacting with this, but your children and for sure your grandchildren, if this actually does happen, this is actually like, I don't know how far it will be as far as 25, 30 years, but this will be definitely something that is going to be in their life. Like I said, I mean, every kid now is already having me, everybody, I mean, adults use it too. Everybody already has the Oculus, like the actual the actual headset and stuff already exists. It's just as far as the actual technology of doing this, like I said, I mean, maybe 50 years away, I don't know, but they are making very, very good strides. Like I said, they're already able to have metaverse meetings. Like, it's not like we're like, in, like we're still in infant stages. We're kind of like in toddler stages. Like, it's not just like brand, brand new. Like, they've been working on this for a while. To the point where I do think 25, 30, 40 years, it is realistic. Like your grandchildren will wake up and I mean, hopefully take a shower, put on their Oculus, their headset, and that is it. They will be in there, like I don't know, on the couch, in their room, wherever they are, and they will go into the metaverse. They will drive to work, they will sit in their meetings, they will do whatever they need to do, go to the mall. Like I said, also you'll be able to say you will be able to work out. Like, you will be able to live, like I said, their goal, our grandchildren, or at least grand-grandchildren, will be able to wake up and live their life in the metaverse, um, basically, without leaving their home. This one, why are we talking about this, and what exactly does this mean? I don't care about what's going on 25, 50 years from now, which I get it, that's fair to say, but... It is very interesting because you have to think to yourself, okay, well, why would anyone want to live in this kind of world? Um, I like like I like going outside. I like interacting with people. Now, some people actually aren't like that. But a lot of people are like, well, this sounds crazy to have on a virtual reality headset and not leave the house. So how exactly are we going to push this and make it popular? Well, that is where the conspiracy aspect comes in, not necessarily on my side, but just what some people are saying, some people are thinking, and I mean, we'll discuss it just so you can think about it yourself, come to your own conclusion, because we're, we're already, think about where we are here in the end of 2021, going into 2022, we're already not as much to the extent now as it was 2020, but we're already kind of in this situation now now a lot of people especially in the south um when it comes to this COVID stuff a lot of people um, a lot of places in the south have kind of gone back to normal there's still a lot of places that either went back remote or went remote and never went back 
Um, even here in Tennessee, there's a lot of places that go remote. A lot of people are doing like a hybrid system. So we're already kind of like, it was weird. Um, we're used to it now, but early 2020, when this was all just starting, it was weird. All right, everybody's going to work from home. Um, you're going to do Microsoft Teams. You're going to do Zoom or whatever. And we're going to work and do our meetings from there um, all day. Like people, I mean, everybody's used Zoom before to talk to family. But as far as like every single thing you do from work is going to be from Zoom. And that's almost how 2020 went. And that's still how it is now. Um, so it's kind of, like I said, not in, necessarily intentionally, but it's almost like a perfect opportunity to kind of ease society into this kind of, you can do everything from home. Like, especially, like I said, it's gotten better now, but 2020, like I said, you work from home, you did all your meetings from home, and a lot of people, I mean, you still were able to go to Walmart, but a lot of people kind of just did Amazon grocery pickup. Um, and even if you did go, a lot of people just did like actual store pickup, like you pull up um, curbside and they put your thing in. But a lot of people, you know, do, um, I can't even think of what it's called. I think it's called Instacart. You got Instacart, you got Amazon grocery. Like during 2020, a lot of people were doing that where you just press a button and it ends up at your front door. Um, so like I said, these things always existed, but they became way more mainstream in 2020. So now like five years ago, the thought of this just, I mean, maybe sounded interesting, but it wasn't really realistic that you're just going to do everything from home. But now it doesn't sound super crazy. Like I said, I mean, especially states like California, New York, where they're basically still not necessarily locked down, but a lot of still remote work. It's not super far fetched. Like you're already sitting at home all day on a laptop. So why not do the same thing you're doing now, but just with a headset on? Um, and it gives us a chance to, you know, even though it's in a virtual reality world, you still get to see people, you still get to talk to people, you still get to go to the mall, you still get to live your le- regular life, but without, quote, risking your life in the middle of a virus. Um, like I said, it's just food for thought, not, not going down a wormhole that this virus was created to push the metaverse. We're not going down that wormhole. It's kind of like, I don't want to call it a crime, but it's almost like a opportunity. Like, okay, we are here in the middle of this COVID world. We're already doing this. So it's here. It's unfortunate. I mean, we don't want people to pass, but we're already here in this world. So why not we take advantage and kind of push our metaverse thing? And it makes sense when you kind of look or look around at everything that is going on. Um there's a really like right before the COVID stuff started. Uh, I mean, it was almost like perfect timing. But there's this show. It still goes on Netflix. Um, man, I, it's crazy. I can't remember the show. But it's a really popular show. Um, but you go into your. I'm so sad. I can't remember the name of the show. But you go into everybody like it's a it's a game show. Um, you go into a little apartment room and you can either be yourself or you can be a catfish. And um, you basically, it's like a competition to be the most popular, but you can't leave the room. Um, you talk all through the computer, you message through messaging, and you, it's a competition where you basically try to become the most popular 
Um, you can be whatever you want to be. So you can be yourself, you can be your husband, be your coworker, you should be a fake catfish. You can be whatever you want. Um, there's no like actual avatar, but you sit in the whole time, I think it's like a month or three weeks, that entire time you cannot leave your apartment room. And this show just completely taken off, and now it's still taking off. It's one of the most popular shows on Netflix. I just can't believe I can't remember the name. But it's stuff like that that is just slowly, slowly adding up. Like 10 years ago, who like who's gonna watch a show about people sitting in a room? Like it just wasn't a thing, but it's just like the combination of where we are as a society, the fact that now there's new variants um that are way more um contagious um that is like i said right now we're in the middle of december and stuff is getting canceled again and everybody's freaking out again like this the society that we're not saying that COVID is going to last forever um i mean maybe it will hopefully not i mean but we mentally i don't want to say program is the word but we mentally are in a place where metaverse or a virtual reality world doesn't sound too crazy it's not much different like i said a lot of us like i go like a lot of us actually go to actual jobs and actually do go to the store i go to titans games so like a lot of us are still out in the world but this thought of the metaverse isn't like super crazy like i said it won't it doesn't even matter what i think or what we think because it's not going to be a thing like in the reason the future that's going to affect us but I want you to think about, we're about to go into 2022. COVID really started in 2000 and, let I me mean, start 2019, but really got big in America in 2020. So I want you to think about, I'm really bad with ages. I want you to think about like a fourth grader or a fifth grader. Imagine being like a fourth grader in 2020. So um, you're, all you know fourth grade, fifth grade, now going into sixth grade, all you know is either, depending on where you live, all you know is COVID. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm assuming they don't remember when they're like three or four. So all you re- all you really know at this age is COVID, is virtual stuff, um, is Oculus. So, I mean, at the rate we're moving, doesn't seem like COVID is going to be over in 2022. I'm assuming hopefully it will not be as bad, but I mean, who knows? So I'm assuming it's going to at least be another year, if not another two years of at least some form of some still cancellations, virtual stuff going on. So now you have, like, no, you may have to start fourth grade. You can do like an eighth grader. Like assuming this, if this happens, the, this COVID stuff goes on for another year, you're going to have someone that just spent their entire high school life Depending on where they live, they just spent their entire high school life virtual, hybrid, or um, or some form of okay. Well, you're going to go to school, but we're going to do the your counseling online. We'll do parent teacher conferences online. Like you're talking about a high school. Like after a year from now, you're going to have like high schoolers that basically that is all they know. Like yeah, they remember being in middle school, but it's like wow, I've been doing this my whole high school life. This is all I know. Those are going to be the people that slowly, like I said, not necessarily them, maybe their children, but they're going to be the ones that slowly bring this in. Like I said, they're already in this world. That's all they know. Now they have the Oculus. Um, 
so mentally, like, it's crazy to us because I said if you're 30 and above or even late 20s, it's like, no, this is, you know, kind of stuck in our ways. We were doing this. I'm going to go back to my regular life. But think about, you know, from 15 to 18, from 13 to 17, like, all you know is this world is not super far-fetched for you to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm already sitting at home all the time. Why not? I mean, and I love virtual reality. So if I can't go home or I'm already used to not going, I mean, leaving home, at least I can talk or chat virtually in this world with my friends. Like mentally for them, it doesn't probably doesn't sound super crazy. If anything, it sounds kind of cool to them. Like to us, we're like, no, that's the, the devil, the blah, 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 whatever we think it is. But to younger people, like I said, that doesn't sound super crazy. So like I said, well, we'll be the old people that are anti whatever. I mean, maybe you're all for this, but a lot of us older people will be like, well, in the future will be like, oh, I'm not about that. I'm not going to put on that headset. I'm not going to do that. The younger people will be like, this is all I know. Like even before Metaverse, I was just on doing all our meetings, doing my college on, doing my counseling on virtual. So it's really not that much different to me. Um like I said, that's like I said, I'm not going down the conspiracy aspect of it, but it is basically in thing that some people do believe. Like, not necessarily, I mean, there probably are people out there that do believe that COVID is a push for this, but I think it's more of this is going on. We already had this idea. Now is the perfect time to kind of push it because it's just easy. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily nefarious or evil, but it's just a reality. Um and like I said, we were already heading in that direction with Bitcoin. Virtual currency was already going to be a thing regardless. But now that makes this, that makes virtual things that you're talking about, NFTs, all this stuff that's going on. It was already going to be a thing, but now it just makes it easier to push those things. Um, and something that's also interesting, I watched a video. Um, I think I don't think it was on the website. It was on the Meta Twitter account. They are actually working on... Like I said, this is like not close to being a thing, but they are actually trying to do it. I don't even know how the technology exists, but humans tend to surprise us as technology evolves. But you but they are working on a way to where you will actually be able to touch another person in the metaverse. That's one of the big things. It's like, well, yeah, you can talk to the avatar, but what about human interaction, touching, hugging? They're actively working on technology. Like I watched a video. To where you have on your virtual reality glasses, you have the things on your hands, and you will be able to touch the avatar. And that person, all the way in another country or another state, will be able to feel you touch it. Now, it sounds like super crazy, but I just want you to, I mean, it sounds unrealistic. And like I said, it may even be 50 years away. I don't know. It sounds super crazy, but I mean, in 1800. The thought of an iPad, something simple that we think iPad, iPhone, or even just an Oculus was beyond comprehension. I mean, probably even 40, 50 years ago. So while it sounds like a pipe dream and it sounds super crazy, I saw the video like it doesn't exist yet, but they are actually working on it. Like This is something that is literally in the making. Like you cannot deny it. You can deny how soon it's going to happen, but it is coming. Whether you like it or not, it is coming. They are pushing for it hard um like i said it's just a matter of when it will be but it's just something to pay attention to like how well the longer virtual life COVID goes on 
the easier it's going to be to implement this. Like I said, it's not about us. This is not happening in five years. I mean, they say 10. I don't think it's happening in 10. This is not us. This is about your children, your grandchildren. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I think human interaction is great. Um, the thought of my grandchildren living in a virtual reel is kind of creepy, but I'm not anti or for it. I'm just giving you information. You may think it's a good thing. You may think it's a terrible thing, but like I said, it's kind of like just an educational episode to let you know what is going on. Like this is an active push, something they're sitting in offices and meetings working on. And this is the future. Um, like I said, there's all kind of different wormholes you can go go down. Um, there's a company in Sweden that's working on like they actually have it, like a chip that you can put in your arm and you can use it to scan and they can use it to scan into their buildings. Um, and they're doing all kind of different stuff with that chip. Like I said, a lot of people, you know, you know what chip in the wrist or arm, you know, could mean like whether biblically or whatever you believe with that. But this stuff is actively going on. Like, so I'm not saying it's the end of the world or Armageddon or bad stuff. And I'm just saying, I don't, I, I don't want you to be ignorant to what is going on. I want you to see these commercials, see these things that people are talking about, different pushes for virtual. Like it all has a purpose. Like I said, it's not saying it's good or bad. But everything out here has a purpose. Things are just not going on just out of coincidence or fun or boredom. Everything is happening for a reason. And I'm here to let you know what's going on, but I'm not here to tell you what to believe or what to think about it. You are, I'm assuming you're all grown adults. Maybe I got some kids listening. Um, talk to your parents. Don't listen to me as far as what to believe. But it is happening. You cannot deny it. We are heading in that direction. I mean, I would would like to know what is going to be going on in my grandkids' life. I'm also the kind of person that doesn't think more than like 15 minutes into the future. But there are times like you just can't avoid it. Like thinking about the future is cool. Like I said, I'm not here to, it's not, I'm not even trying to scare you or anything. I just think it's cool, whether in a good or bad way, it is interesting that this is going on right before our eyes. Like the future, like... It's coming. Like I said, I don't know when, but it this is coming. It could be 100 years, 500 years. This is coming, and we are seeing the beginning stages of it. It's kind of cool to be at, I guess cool is the right word, but we are literally in the beginning stages of this. Like Whatever is going on in the future, they can look and be like, 2019, 2020 is when it all started rolling. We were here to experience it, and like I said, us, especially if you're like in your 20s, like to be able to see where we're going to go as a society in the next 30 to 50 years is pretty interesting. Like we're about to make a huge jump into the future. Like we made a huge jump from like the 70s to now as far as from having no phone to cell phones to having, you know, Teslas versus the cheap cars we had in the 70s. Like we've made jumps, but the jump that we're about to make now from 2020 to like 2070 is something beyond anything that you can believe like i said you can be excited you can be scared you can be whatever but hopefully you know god willing we continue you know you all live a full life it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward that is all i got for today 
Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe learn something new. Hopefully, learn something new. I learned a couple new things myself doing research. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Patrick Simpson. Uh, if you want to discuss anything about this, any other things that are interesting that you've heard, any suggestions for episodes, as always, you can hit me up on there. Let's discuss. Let's talk. Um, I always love the interaction. If you haven't subscribed, take a quick second just to press that subscribe button. If you haven't left a review, if you're on Apple or iTunes, appreciate it. You just take a quick second to leave a honest review for new people that want to know what people other than me have to think. And we'll be back next week with a very new episode. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranormal.